I think so important because as soon as I start talking to a family member, I immediately in my head start going through the different ones that are in the community and what would be a good fit. And because we're local, we personally get to know the communities. We get to know the families really well that we're working with. And this gives me the opportunity to provide a service that's specifically designed for that family. There's no way around it. Caring for a loved one with dementia is not for the faint of heart. We don't know what we don't know, and often families focus so much on the person with dementia that they forget to keep their eyes on the family member managing care, which can be catastrophic. In this podcast, we'll help you become more proactive and remind you to focus on yourself. We will share challenges and wins and guidance from professionals at every step in the journey of caring for a loved one with Alzheimer's and other dementias. Welcome to the Eye on the Caregiver podcast. I'm so happy to have my friend Tanya Schoenhoff, who is Certified Dementia Educator and Senior Care Advisor at Senior Provisions in Atlanta. As our guest today, not only did we grow up together in Bowie, Maryland, but she and I went to college at the University of Maryland and were Delta Gamma sorority sisters. So right now our life has come full circle and here we are 30 plus years later, both working professionally to help families who are caring for a loved one with dementia. So happy to have you, Tanya. Thank you for inviting me here. I'm very excited to be here. And we do have some fun memories, but it's exciting to be that our lives have come full circle, like you said, and that we're working together again in a special way. And thank you for inviting me. So Tanya, it's really nice to have you here. And although we didn't know each other in Bowie, it's, uh, it's always nice to have these connections. So yeah, let's just kind of get started here. I know you help a lot of our aging population and not necessarily exclusively families with dementia. But for the purpose of this conversation, I'd really like to focus on the benefits to our community, if you don't mind. So before we dive a little deeper into the services you provide families, can you briefly describe what a senior care advisor's role is? Absolutely. Thank you, Sean. As a senior care advisor, I come alongside families to help them find the next best resources and options. And what that looks like sometimes is I'll get a phone call and they may be just calling to look for a elder lawyer, or maybe they are looking for some kind of care to bring into the home. Sometimes they call just looking for a caregiver support group and, or maybe they're calling to find a senior living community and they need help because they don't know where to begin the search or even just how to, how to go about it. So they'll call for my assistance. And I'm always honored to help them navigate all those because basically I can help them by them calling for my assistance. I will walk through the journey with them and help them through the process as they try to find the best options for their care. So Tanya, one thing I want to put out there right away is that the services provided by senior care or senior living advisors, sometimes they're called, are offered to families at no charge. So I want to make sure that I kind of open with that because when families are going through what they're going through and there's a lot of stress on their plate, I think sometimes they hesitate to pick up the phone and call and ask for help because they're afraid they can't afford it. So before we even go any deeper, I just want to make sure that I put it out there that senior care advisors or senior living advisors offer those services to families at no charge. So if you call someone and they want to charge you for this service, you know, we highly advise you to call someone else because there are many, many senior living and senior care advisors working with families at no charge across the country. 
That's true, Michelle. And it is a free service. And I like to share with folks because when they work with me as a senior care advisor, um, we're able to partner for free because we actually connect with the different or partner with the different senior living communities in our area. And if one of the families that I'm working with actually chooses to move to one of the senior living communities that I've been helping them with, that community will pay a referral fee to our company, Senior Provisions. And many times families will, that, I'll, that I'm working with will say, well, my mom never moved into a community. And so I'd like to pay you for my cert for the services you provided, but we don't accept any money. So I just tell them that I'm thankful that I could be there to help them for what they needed. And I just like love for them to refer a friend or a coworker or somebody like that to me that they, that they meet that's in, in need. And actually that's how we get most of our um, referrals and families is that it's word of mouth or just friend to friend. You know, so we started this foundation about six years ago. And the one thing that Michelle and I constantly say to each other is, boy, I wish we knew that when we went through the journey. (laughs) And so, you know, these senior care advisors, we didn't even know they existed back then. And we'd love to have connected with someone like you to that. So I also know that recently you have your own personal situation where you reached out to a senior care advisor for your own parents. So, you know, that's always interesting of like now you're you're taking your service and you're you're trying to get that service from somebody else. So what was that experience like? Wow, that was a real eye-opener for me because I've been working as a senior care advisor for almost eight years. And over that time I hear numerous families saying to me how important I was to their family and how valuable my services have been, how much I was able to help them with the decisions of their loved one. And I never knew how true that was until I needed the service for myself. So about two years ago, my parents were involved in a really bad car accident. My um, mom was 82 at the time. My dad was 93. And they actually um, ended up in the hospital. And they live in Tampa, Florida. And I live in Georgia. And I do have a sister that lives local, about an hour away from my parents, but I needed to be there ASAP. So when I arrived at the hospital, the doctor gave me a sheet and it had a list of 12 to 13 rehabs on it. And he explained to me that my dad had fractured ribs and a broken sternum and fractured knee and he needed rehab. And this was the list and for me to select. And as I looked at the list, I thought, I was just dumbfounded. I thought, I don't know any of the rehabs here. If it was Georgia, I would know it. But in in Florida, I I didn't know any of them. So uh, at that time, I realized I had to find some help. So I I did a little bit of searching and uh, um, found somebody that seemed to fit. So I gave gave them a phone, I mean, gave them a call and asked if they served the Tampa area. And they said that they actually did. And I said, well, are you local in Tampa? And they said, no, they actually lived in another state. And I said, well, thank you, but no, thank you. So I really wanted someone local because I knew that the services were more uh, intimate and a little bit more personal and the folks would know the community. So I called uh, around a little bit more and I found somebody who was miraculously was a perfect fit. And the first thing she told, well, after I explained kind of what was going on with my parents, She said, take the list that I have and just crumple it up and throw it away. And she would tell me where my father would be best, best best fit for him. So sure enough, I did exactly what she said. And I couldn't have been happier because my dad went into the rehab, but my mom actually didn't, wasn't approved for inpatient rehab. 
And they just happened to have a senior living on campus. So my mom went there and stayed in respite care and had outpatient therapy. And my parents were able to be together for the five weeks that they were there, which never would have happened if they'd been at one of the other rehabs. So I was so thankful for her help, for for someone to be local and know the area and be able to direct me in the right fit for my parents. And I know now that I never, ever would have found that rehab facility and, and that been able to receive that kind of help without um, a local senior care advisor. And this, most importantly, is I finally understood why I was important, why my services were valuable to the families that I work with and how much I'm able to help them. So it was very helpful. And I'm still connected with that person today. And she's helping with me with my family down there, you know, continues to do that to this day. So that's wonderful. (laughs) That is wonderful. And One thing that I don't really think about until you just brought up your story is that, you know, we think about calling a senior care advisor when we're looking to move into a senior community or a memory care, skilled nursing, but maybe that's not the first call someone would think to make if they're in need of a rehab facility, right? So, you know, people need to add that to their list. You know, you can reach out to a senior care advisor, even if you're looking at a short-term rehab sort of facility, right? Uh, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure I really, I really knew that. So that's great information. So our family, like Sean already kind of alluded to this, but we didn't know there was such a thing. Like, so we didn't know that your services existed. And I know we're not alone. In fact, as, as we have experienced many times, it becomes necessary to move a loved one into a skilled nursing or memory care when you're kind of in a firefighting mode, right? Something happens. Maybe someone with dementia, your loved one wanders off or, you know, in the case, you know, it's all very different, but it can be really, really stressful. And I think people just need to know that they can take this off their plate. They don't have to get on the computer and make a hundred phone calls and try to figure out what's available. Yeah. So in our case, right, our our parents lived in a senior living community and had not when we thought about moving them into the facility there they were constructing a memory center a memory care facility there on as an annex to it and we thought that'd be a great choice for us and I think Michelle was going to be taking about a year to complete the uh, the construction and what we found was our dad's situation deteriorated much faster than we we anticipated. And our dad was a wanderer, right? So we would get calls almost every day from the facility saying, hey, your dad's a wanderer. And this was really more independent living facility. And they basically said, hey, we don't, we're not prepared to take care of this. We're, we're not, this is not something we can do. So the situation with our dad became, you know, pretty urgent. You know, when the facility basically said they couldn't, the facility basically came back and said, we can't take care of your dad. We're not the facility for that. So either you guys take care of your dad or you guys have to move, right? So so the decision for us was made for us <laughs> by the facility. And unfortunately, the facility memory care wasn't done yet. So we had to split my parents up and, and my mom stayed at the independent living and my dad went to a, another facility nearby So do you encounter situations like this often? Yes, actually, I do. Uh, 
Many times families are having to make big decisions after a crisis of some kind. Sometimes it could be a fall or a hospitalization. Maybe it's the death of the other spouse, or it could be just a change in the diagnosis or care level like your father. Uh, This is a very hard place to be for the families to make the decisions. And it also makes the time a lot more traumatic for them, I find. Uh, To begin with, I try to help the families. um, When I'm working with them, I try to help them know that I'm going to be here through the process thick and thin, and they can reach me at any time. I give them my contact information. They call, text, email (laughs) whenever they need me. And uh, another thing is that, and most importantly, I find is that I need to come up with, uh, or together with the family, come up with quick options to help everyone to stay safe because the situation can get pretty scary, you know, depending on what's going on, somebody wandering away and needs help. Or in one situation I had, we had a tornado here and the person lost their home and we had to find something for that, for their loved one very quickly. So sometimes things happen very fast and, uh, and we have to come up with temporary options sometimes like a respite overnight stay. Sometimes that is the best thing initially, or an adult day program, just something quickly to keep everything keep the loved ones safe until the family has enough time to decide on a more permanent plan. And, uh, and sometimes that takes a few days. So we, we work hard to find the right fit initially, and then we can tweak it to make it more permanent when the, when the time comes. So I think that's important for people who are listening to understand, you know, we always encourage families to plan, 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 plan ahead as much as you can, but don't be afraid to pick up the phone and make that call if you're in a state of crisis. And even if you need something in two days from now, you know, you, you guys are the experts, you walk the communities, you know, the culture in, in all of the communities. So you really are, you know, what we had to do as a family and so many others is we got on the phone or got looked on Google and tried to figure out where's there a memory care. We got in the car, we drove over there. We didn't know anything about what we were doing. And my mom's stress level was like off the chart because she didn't, she wasn't ready for him to go to memory care. So, you know, we just wish that, you know, knowing what we know now, you know, how nice would it have been to have someone say, listen, you know, your dad with his personality, maybe he would do well in a smaller memory care facility. Or we just worked with a family recently that as part of just a general conversation, we learned that mom used to love baking. She used to bake all the birthday cakes, all the special occasions things. So when her dementia kind of kicked in and they were looking at a memory care, the senior living advisor heard that about the baking. And there was a specific memory care center in it was like a Great Falls area of Virginia. And one of the things they did is is they used to have like each week they would have baking sessions where they would take the residents that live there and work with them in the kitchen. And, you know, we would have never known that. That isn't a question we would have asked. We would have never known that had, you know, I wouldn't have been able to make that recommendation to the family because I, I didn't know that. I don't walk these communities. I don't have relationships with them. So, you know, there's so much... There's so many options available, and I feel like every day when you're driving around, you'll see a new senior community. I don't see as many memory cares, but I know they're there, you know, but we see a lot of senior living communities. So what benefits, like, do you bring that can help families decide between, you know, a multitude of options? And of course, in some parts of the country, there aren't as many options, but there are some areas where I don't even know where to begin, 
Well, that's, that's a good question. And I think first off, still talking about being local and small makes a big difference. For example, for senior provisions, we're very small, local, faith-based company out of Atlanta. Like I said, all of our advisors live within the area that they serve. And so they can know the community really well. Even if, I, if I'm working with a family and they're looking for something in a different part of Atlanta, I'll call my colleague because I know she knows the ins and outs of all of the communities in that area of Atlanta. And that's, I think, so important because as soon as I start talking to a family member, I immediately in my head start going through the different ones that are in the community and what would be a good fit. And because we're local, we personally get to know the communities. We get to know the families really well that we're working with. And this gives me the opportunity to provide a service that's specifically designed for that family. It's not a list that I, I send them and just give them. I actually uh, listen to what they, their needs are, find out the location that they're thinking about and what their budget is, which is really important because we want to make sure we stay uh, respectful of their finances. Because as you know, you both know from your family, it can be very expensive sometimes. And I'm able to assist them with finding these resources and options after getting to know them well to find out their specific needs. And I think that's a big benefit of being a small company, a small senior care advisor company. Also, many times, because I am local, I actually go and meet the family while they take the tours of the senior living community, if that's what they're looking for. I help them with the questions and the information they have during that tour. And, uh, and another benefit is that you were mentioning you had to search on the internet. When a family is referred to our company, we keep all of the family's personal contact information private. We do not share that information with anyone until the family member tells us that they're ready to share it with whichever organization or community that they're interested in. I think this alleviates a lot of overwhelming and frustrating phone calls and emails that the families receive that can be kind of scary and just over, like I said, overwhelming and just more than they can handle at a time when they're already having a crisis. So this is a way that we can, you know, respect them by respecting their privacy. And in addition to all of that, we also do a lot of, set up a lot of education um, events in the area. And, uh, and also we have caregiver workshops and support groups. I have, I host a dementia caregiver support group once a month. And I feel that the families are able to come here to receive more information, support, and education so that that also helps them decide and, and being able to be kind of boots on the ground. This is, is a lot easier for them. So you mentioned, you mentioned you helped them with the financial side. So I wanted to kind of spend a few minutes on this because it's so important, right? In the end, you know, money drives a lot of decisions. And, and as you said, you know, some of these services can be pretty expensive, right? And some people can be priced out of them. So, so do you help families kind of navigate this financial side? You know, for instance, you know, adult children uh, who may not know what Medicare, Medicaid benefits are available to them, you know, maybe in a situation that they don't know what they don't know, right? So how do you help uh, families that to understand more the financial aspects of it? And do you have... Uh, you know, experts on their staff, or are you the expert on staff of how Medicare and Medicaid would would help them or benefit them? Because we've learned about other things like veterans care, veteran benefits about, you know, so, so is there 
do you help them kind of understand all the benefits that may be available to them? Because, you know, adult children may not realize that their loved one is is eligible for veteran benefits, even though they may have not actually served in the military. There's other ways of qualifying for that that we learned in another podcast. So do you do you or your company or do you or do you have experts on staff that help them through that? That's a great question. I am not an expert on my staff, but I know plenty of experts in the area. And that's one of the things I really like to be able to share with the families, having connections with the different organizations. I feel it's very important for us to help the families with the financial side as well. I share with the families the different levels of care that their loved one may encounter, also what Medicare covers what Medicaid covers and the difference between the two, because a lot of people, including myself, used to get the two confused before I started working in this field. And uh, so, for example, in the state of Georgia, uh, Medicare can pay for doctor's visits, hospitalizations, rehab, rehabilitation centers, home health therapy, like physical therapy. It'll pay for hospice services, but it does not pay for assisted living and memory care. And this can come to quite, this can come to be a shock for a lot of families when they first start talking to me and they realize they were counting on Medicare to pay for some of their senior living stays in the future. And they now all of a sudden they're finding out that's not the case. They just assume that. So then at that point, I'll help them find other resources that are out there. We do keep a list, our company does, that we provide right away when they start asking for Medicaid resources, we, we give them the list with the phone numbers and who to contact for that. And for the VA, it's the same thing. And because I am local and work closely with the Veterans Benefit Office here, I know the folks that are there and I send families there regularly so that they can find out about those VA benefits. Because a lot of times they'll say, well, I don't, I don't think I qualify because someone told me I make too much money or because my dates of service are different. And I always say, let's go and get the facts from the right people, because what your neighbor said or what someone else said might not be accurate. A good point in, uh, in this is that my dad, he's 95 now, and he, we talked about VA benefits for him, the aid and attendance in particular. And he said, well, I don't qualify because even though I was a World War II, I came in right at the end of World War II. And my dad said he put his uniform on when the war had ended. And I said, well, actually, the government extended that that benefit for a full year after World War II. So anybody who came into the into the military during that time is also considered a war veteran. So he would get that benefit, which would also mean my mom would get it as a spouse too. So that's very helpful. And it's good to know that's out there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you said one thing that I kind of want to repeat. And that is that when you work with a senior living advisor, I've never worked with any that are different from this. So there may be some across the country who don't handle it the same way, but generally you keep the information private. And the difference between uh, between that, and this is why we always advise our families to work with a senior care advisor team, is because if you don't and you were to call like a national, I don't want to mention names, but a national directory for long-term care or memory care, what happens is you get put into a database, they collect all of your information, and your phone will literally ring for years. <laughs> phone calls, they pass it away, they, they share your information with all the communities, and then you have the sales teams calling you 
emailing you, sometimes mailing you mail in the, you know, that comes in the mail, they're all trying to sell their community. And there's so much value in you keeping that private so that they can have the peace of mind to go around and tour all the different communities and not feel harassed. Because that's what happens. You tend to feel harassed. And so that's a really big thing that I want people to take away from this, you know, one of the big benefits. So, you know, Sean and I are huge proponents of engaging senior care advisors and you and your team are in the greater Atlanta area. So we're going to include a link to senior provisions in our show notes. But what about families in other areas of the country? And you, you, this is what you dealt with in the Florida area. How do they find a reasonable company and what kind of questions should they be asking when they're looking for someone to work with, especially an adult child trying to help their parent in another state? Yes. Yes. Well, when I was looking, I, when I look back on it now, I feel like I did, it was a miracle that I found the company I did. I feel like I did a poor job, but I just went to Google and I looked up local senior care advisor in the Tampa area. And it did give me companies who actually were local as well as other companies that just serve the local area. So I did end up finding a terrific company, like I said, but if I was to do it again, I think what I would do is I would first call the local hospital and I would ask for the case management department or the discharge planner. And I would ask them who they would recommend as a trusted senior care advisor in the area. And if for some reason they haven't met someone like that or didn't know, then I would, I would also reach out to either the local senior center, possibly one or two of the rehab centers that are in the area, and even the senior living communities. Because if a senior care advisor is in that area, they will have connections with all of those folks and should know them well, because they would be referring people there, but also receiving referrals so that they can help each other find, be able to provide resources for the the senior population in that area. Um, So that's what I probably would have done. And, and, And with the questions, if you do call a senior living community asking maybe for the marketing director or the executive director and just uh, once again just asking who they're who they would trust as their local senior care advisor. Is there a national directory for senior living advisors that you're aware of? I am not aware of that, but that is there there seems to be something for everything. So there <laughs> there may be, and that would be something you could Google. But also the Alzheimer Association would be another place to look in your area, because I know we partner with the Alzheimer's Association in the Atlanta area, so they would know about us as well. So maybe that would be another another place to try to reach out to. And and if you're listening, you can always reach out to us, right? We We are here to help you, and we have relationships with senior living or senior care advisors across the country. And if we don't know someone in a specific area, we will find someone for you so that we can take that that off of your plate. So you can always reach out to us. So, you know, when I mentioned this before, when we do these podcasts, I, uh, I always learn something from these and, and I, I'm a couple things and Michelle stole my thunder on this one a little bit. The, the data privacy thing is just so critically important. And that, that's something I didn't know that 
of some advisors would do and protecting that data because like like Michelle said, it's just as in, once you get on a list and, and salespeople start calling you from facilities, it's just nonstop and it's just a barrage of of things that hit you on your cell phone and email and everything like that. So this really allows uh, allows you to really focus on the care and not have to deal with all these distractions. Um, you know, the other thing that was really a big takeaway for me on this one was I always thought that senior living advisors were you know, just about getting into the facility. I didn't realize that it could handle rehab or temporary things or memory, day, day memory. So that's a real eye-opening thing for me because I, boy, I wish we knew that, right, back in the day because there, I think we, we continually to be surprised in conversations with experts like you that how much we just didn't know. And we didn't know we didn't know. Right. We didn't know what was out there. So we didn't even know what questions to ask. So if anybody's in a situation, it seems to me that calling a senior living advisor like yourself first would just open up so much information. And you may not be able to get answers right away, but at least you're starting to understand all the things that you need to be taking into consideration. And and the last thing I'm kind of taking away from this is the locality is so important. Right. And making sure that you're really talking to somebody who knows the area and knows there, there's a lot of facilities down here. I'm in Orlando and we just have a lot of senior facilities and I've, I'm part of this uh, leadership program. And I, and there's probably four or five people who run facilities just in that program that I'm in. And it's just interesting talking to them and, and, but I wouldn't know which one's better than the other or, or which one's a better fit is probably the better better answer, right? It's like, what's the best fit for my loved one? Not that one facility is better than the other. So, so I appreciate all these takeaways. And uh, so, you know, so how do we, how, do, how will someone contact you? So if they're in the Atlanta area and they want to contact you. How does someone get a hold of you? Well, the best way is would be to call our office number, which is 1-888-979-8783. And we have client care coordinators that can help the families that call. And we do have a website, seniorprovisions.com. And we do have a Facebook page. And But we, like I mentioned before, the majority of the people that we do serve really do come from friends and family referrals. And so that's a lot of, that's how we receive a lot of our families. But that would be the number to contact us. Excellent. So we'll put all that information in our show notes. So nobody has to Google anything. They can just scroll to the bottom of the podcast and find all your all your information. So I want to thank you for coming on the show, Tanya. This was, like I said, I, I learned something new every day and this was awesome. And thank you for your time. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me. And I'm very happy to be able to, to share the information about senior care advisors, because like I said, now that I know how important they are, because I experienced it myself, I'm, I would love for more people to be able to have that advantage of, of working with us. Tanya, thank you so much. It's just great to see your face and and see our lives come full circle. We really appreciate your time and your expertise. Thank you, Sean and Michelle, very much. I appreciate being here. And for all our listeners, so please subscribe to our podcast. Just click somewhere around whatever podcasting platform you're looking at. I'm sure there's a subscribe button. And if you like this episode, then we'd love for you to leave a review. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you, Michelle. And we'll see everybody real soon. Thanks for listening. For more resources and information, visit windwardfoundation.org. 